Right, welcome back to Ask Uncle Lee. And you'll have to excuse the gardeners are in the garden doing their thing. I've got my hat on though, so we're all good. Okay, so let's get to the questions. Welcome to my channel. You are entering the world of magic and mysticism with your host, Lee W. Johnson. Keep the lights on and help improve the channel by becoming a supporter for just $2.99 per month. Hit the join button. Okay, questions. Uh, first one is from at Seraph Star. Um, I have had several, well, excuse me, I've had several gods reach out to me for sexual energy exchange. Prior to this, I've never had experienced uh, anything like it before. It's happening more often now. Other witches have said that my experiences are impossible and invalidated them. I don't know why. I do know that it is possible because I've had experienced uh, this with Zeus, Lord Pan and Satan. Uh, what is your take on sexual energy exchange with deities and what's the purpose of it? Okay, I definitely wouldn't invalidate it. Um, it happens. Uh, there's a lot of people who even go a bit further and, and do God spousing. Um, so it's not just sexual exchange or like sexual energy exchange, but also actually getting married to them. Um, and in terms of Zeus and Lord Pan, not so much Satan, but I can see it, it coming into play, but definitely Zeus and Lord Pan. Um, you know, they are quite sexual um, entities, um, especially Zeus. If you read all the myths and stories about Zeus, uh, he got around. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what is my take on sexual, ex sexual energy, energy, ugh, energy exchange with deities? Cannot talk today. Um, absolutely perfectly valid. Um, you know, when it comes to making offerings to different spirits, different spirits like different things. Some will go for the food and some will like the the coffee or tea or something like that. Others will like um, alcoholic beverages, uh, rum, whiskey, um, you know, brandy and things like that. Some spirits will like honey, milk, etc., 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 um, and, you know, specifically in demonology, there's a large emphasis on blood offerings. Um, but a lot of spirits like sexual exchange. Um, it's not really about the sexual fluids, although the sexual fluids can add to the energy. But it is quite a, quite largely of, you know, regarding the actual um, the energy which is, is generated. And, I mean, if you go into Western sex magic, you're going to find this a lot. Um, and, you know, it has to do largely with the energy which is created and generated during the sexual experience. And if you do it, if you do edging um, or careza, as it once was called, um, slightly different though. But, you know, if you do, if you do practice edging, you're going to keep... You're going to bring yourself to the edge, pull back, and then start all over again. And you're going to keep building more and more and more and more energy on top of previous um, energy building. 
and you get to the point where you then release and you release that energy and you project it to a spirit of deity um, and they consume that energy um, you know you're going to also find lots of interesting tales myth stories about spirits such as Lilith um, who will take that that energy and it's usually regarding uh, succubi and incubi um, in relation to taking um, e uh, sexual night emissions um, especially from men and producing demons um, from that from those emissions um, I'm not really a, a big follower of that idea but you know it's interesting to look at these different um, ideas and myths uh, regarding these things um, I will say that what you what you might find more from more from a masculine perspective, I suppose, is that the um, the sexual emissions that are, are created through masturbation and things like that um, can create thought forms, um, and a lot of people will say that therefore, when you are masturbating. You should focus on something specific. Um, don't just think randomly or about nothing. Um, you know, you you should actually have something in mind when you're masturbating. So when you release that energy, that energy has somewhere to go. But that's getting off the topic of actual sexual exchange with um, deities themselves. So it really is about um, the energy that is created, and it's the the, the spirits can feed on that energy. And you can generate a lot of energy through sex, um, whether it's with a partner, partners, group, or whether it's solo uh, through masturbation. Um, you know, there's a lot of energy you can create, and then you get you give it as an offering to the deity. Um, that is the purpose, I would say, is uh, in regards to that. Um, yeah. I think that, that answers that question. Give me a shout if you need more. Um, but we'll go on to the next one now. Okay, from RCBM. Hi Lee, what do you recommend if for a period of time someone wants to give daily offerings to multiple demons? In brackets, seven to eight. Uh, I was thinking to write their names on a piece of paper and then to uh, then a drop of blood on each of the names, then burn it. Um, or what is the best option in a situation like this? Also, when doing this way, do the demons know about your offering without calling each one of them until you feel them there? As that would take a while. Thank you. Um, if you are... Okay, first of all, you need to create a relationship with, with each one individually. Then make sure that they all work together nicely and they don't have fights and they don't have petty arguments and things like that. If they all work together nicely and you can create a nice union, a nice family, like good, good family bond, then represent them somehow on an altar. Um, then when you want to do an offering to all of them, they're already there. Um, you you create this bond. You're continuously working with them, 
So you don't have to, you know, call each one individually. And when I do my morning prayers, I kind of just say morning to each of the spirits that I work with individually. Um, and then I do one offering, and that's um, I light, light a, a candle, I light some incense, and I give them a bowl of water. And that gets top gets changed every day. Um, so it's fresh water every day. And water is a great offering. Water, you know, sustains life. Um, it keeps us alive. It keeps plants alive. It keeps everything alive. And it holds. Water is a great conductor of energy, um, and therefore it, it holds intention very well, so it can be passed on. So, you know, just a bowl of water um, given to all of them. But you do have to create that that relationship with them create a bond with them each individually and if they don't get along if one of them doesn't get along with the rest of them or two of them doesn't don't get along with the rest rest of them you're going to have to separate them onto different altars but if they all get along then you know just put them all on one altar and you'll know if they don't get along there'll be things happening things breaking um you'll feel it um you, you know you whenever you approach the altar you may feel um, something negative um, because they're, they're having a bit of a fight and you know just because their spirits don't don't mean they, they don't fight amongst each other um, they're going to so that's that's really it one creates a relationship with, you, with each of them individually two put them all on the same altar make sure they don't fight and three give them an offering of water and candle and incense and do that content constantly um, continuously um, on a constant basis um, daily I, I would make it daily definitely daily um, of course sorry just thinking about this uh, you did say a period of time so if you are working with the spirits and it's it's not a continuous thing, you know, throughout your entire lifetime or for years and years to come. Um, it may just be for a month you're doing a specific working. Um, you know, I'm, I was going to say, I don't know why you would be working with seven to eight demons for a particular working. You can just work with one in that case. But, you know, it depends on what you're doing. So, you yeah. um, Again, I would actually say do exactly the same thing. Create a relationship with each one individually. Um, have them all in the same spot. You can even make a spirit box. Um, uh, I'm doing that with the Everball project. Is I've got a box, which is a spirit box, and all offerings go into the box. Trinkets, items, coins, what have you, go into the box as offerings, energy exchange. Um, coming back to that term. Um, and, but the, the sigils of all of the egregores are being put into the box, um, drawn on the box. So, you know, we talk about spirit boxes or spirit pots um, being specifically for one spirit. If they work together well, then, um, you know, you can include more than one spirit within that spirit pot or spirit box. Um, so that's a good way to good way to work with them but again you've got to create a relationship with them individually you know um it's no good just calling them all together and going hi guys let's have a party um 
you don't know them yet and you need to get to know each one of them before you start working with them properly okay so anyway hope that answers that hope i got to the nitty-gritty of it okay let's do one more um Uh, this is from Beer of Doom 8174. Um, I had a previous, I had previously asked a question about marvelous and hidden knowledge. Who is the best demon to interact with in terms of learning and gaining knowledge? Um, to learn obscure and esoteric knowledge. Also, is there any protocol? Uh, oh, I've got an itch on my head now. I can't scratch it. Is there any protocol uh, one should follow when reaching out to these entities? Any off-limits or that you wouldn't recommend asking? How is such information received? I find the subject very interesting and I'm genuinely curious about this. Uh, with gratitude and thank you. Be well. Okay. Uh, lots in there. Okay. Who is the best demon to interact with in terms of learning and gaining knowledge? To learn obscure and esoteric knowledge any of them really they're, they're spirits um, they have access to all of this knowledge however um, you might want to actually go in a slightly different direction um, within he Hebrew or, or Kabbalistic um, understanding we have three main parts of the soul um, there's also the body and there's also um, the Chia which is a bit higher but if we look at the three main parts the lower middle and, high, uh, and upper um, soul parts, it's the nefesh, the ruach, and the neshama. Um, if we have a look at the nefesh, the lower lower soul part, the nefesh has access to all knowledge, everything, past, present, future, because there is no past, present, future, think of the eternal now, but of everything, not just knowledge that you've had access to, but everybody in in history and in the future have have had and will have access to um, so the nefesh is probably a very good entity to go and talk to and it's part of yourself it's part of your own soul so you know it's a very strong connection um, you can create a relationship with your lower self at the same time we can have a look at um, the holy guardian angel the personal diamond whatever title we want to give that um, you know this is more in connection with your or following your own true will but I mean it's your higher self um, it has access to, to everything to all knowledge so in that regards I would actually go for your own soul um, rather than um, an external entity uh, a demon or a deity or something like that um, but I mean if you want to have a look at external deities all of them they're, they're spirits they they live it so they have access to that knowledge uh, in my understanding anyway um, one specific one Lucifer Lucifer is the the light bringer the bringer of gnosis the bringer of knowledge so you know Lucifer would probably be the best one there um, uh, is there any protocol one should follow when reaching out to these entities any off limits or that you wouldn't recommend asking um, no any protocol 
be respectful. It really is the only thing is be respectful, understand that these entities are ancient beings um, and don't take the approach of the ceremonialist or the um, Solomonic um, uh, magician who is trapping, binding, forcing, um, threatening and things like that. Just be respectful and you'll if you if you if you are respectful you're going to get respect back if you are harmful you're going to get harm back really that simple so you know logic di dictates be respectful you will be respected okay any off limits uh, or that you wouldn't recommend asking no if you, if you want answers to something ask away um, you're going to make mistakes don't get me wrong there you're going to make mistakes and this is not for everybody but if you've got questions ask them um, if it's something you're not allowed to know now you'll be told wait be patient um, but otherwise you know ask away um, how is such information received depends on you depends on your abilities depends on the situation depends on the spirit you're, you're talking to um, you know, quite often it comes in dreams. Um, it can come in repeated phrases, maybe, that, you know, you keep hearing people say or you, you keep seeing on social media, that repetition. Um, There's that message trying to get through. So it can be direct. You can sit down with the spirit and get a direct communication. Um, and quite often that's telepathically. And that can be in... In, uh, in in a manner in which it could be verbal, you could hear it, it could be in thoughts or feelings, it could be imagery. It, there's a whole lot of ways that things can be communicated and it all depends on the situation, you yourself and your own abilities and the spirit and how they feel they want to communicate at that particular time. Um, yes, and that's that. Okay, so... That answers that question, and that's it for this week. And I'll see you next week for more. Cheers for now. Bye bye.